Good afternoon, Rich Nass, Executive Vice President with Open Systems Media, here for this week's Embedded Executive Podcast. This week, my Embedded Executive is Phil Lepresti, who is the CEO of Canvas. How are you, Phil? I'm doing well, Rich. How about yourself? Very good. Thank you very much. Um, if the audience is not aware, you guys do curve displays, right? Um, the uh, To clarify, we provide haptic and touch solutions for curved displays or curved surfaces, or they could be flat for that matter. Got it. Okay. Um, so, okay. So that might change my questions a little bit because I was misinformed and I apologize, but let's start with the curved displays because that's where I wanted to go originally. We've been seeing these displays for a long time. They've been around for, I'll even say decades. Um, What's what's new there? Well, the, the uh, I would say the biggest transition that's occurring now is that these displays are becoming thinner, lighter weight, and they're being used obviously in applications where uh, power efficiency is important. Um, one of the use cases that's becoming more and more predominant is in the automotive industry, uh, as you can see by many of these new EVs. And even you know, non-electric vehicles, they're trying to reduce uh, mechanical buttons. They're making these contemporary interiors. Uh, there's a lot of focus on that. And they're aggregating all the functionality onto displays in which the displays get even bigger. So what they're trying to do is come up with some innovative approaches to these displays. And that's one of the areas where uh, our company's focused in is in the automotive space. And so curved displays are one of the aspects that uh, you're, I think you're going to see in vehicles where they're bigger, they're in more areas than they used to be, and they have a lot more functionality. And that's where our touch and haptics technology comes into play. Okay, so at the beginning of your response, you talked about power efficiency. What does power efficiency have to do with a curved display? Well, it's not necessarily tied to the curved display, but it's tied to the functionality and the size of that display. So as these displays get larger and you add more functionality, one of the things that automotive manufacturers are trying to do is reduce the amount of time that a driver is distracted from the road to navigate that surface, that display. And the way you do that is with haptics. Uh, the traditional haptics to date <clears throat> has been mechanical haptics where you put these voice coil motors or LRAs and you essentially violently vibrate the screen, but you tune it in a way so that when a, a person touches it, it feels like you tapped and clicked something. Uh, so those motors, as these displays get bigger, get consume more power. And when you want to do haptics, you're obviously going to burn more power in the concept of adding haptics to these displays, which improves safety and is tied to the reason why um, Tanvis is seeing a lot of interest in our, in our haptic and touch technology. So are you doing something different than operating with these motors? Absolutely, that's exactly our, our trade secret. Uh, what we do is we, we uh, use surface haptics or surface adhesion uh, what we're doing is changing the resistance between the tip of your finger and the surface. We don't vibrate anything at all. It's purely solid state. So this adds a lot of new ideas <clears throat> to user interfaces uh, because when you're not vibrating the screen, you're now able to do haptics in multiple areas at the same time. We call multi-zone haptics. That means two users can touch the screen at the same time. 
and each one can get independent haptics. If you're vibrating that surface, uh, that, that can't be done. So there, our technology is, <clears throat> is a, is a um, um, friction-based technology with no vibration whatsoever. You do know your secret's not a secret anymore, right? <clears throat> That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, we try not to make it a secret. How we do it is, is more or less the secret. Understood. So quantify the power in a pick any display, pick any application. Um, how much are we talking about Be between what you guys do and the more traditional? I, I would I would say the Tamvis technology, <clears throat> it's hard to quantify because it depends on how you use it. Okay. Um, so the actual metric um, of vibrating the screen versus uh, navigating the screen, which is what we do. Uh, but what we could say is because we're not vibrating a big mass, uh, we're going to be anywhere between 30% to 50% less power when you're activating haptics. And that's essentially the, what we're looking at as a solution. So is it the bigger the, the display, the bigger the savings? Absolutely. That's exactly right. And, that, and that's one of the reasons where this becomes, uh, I think, more pervasive besides um, power is cost to vibrate curved screens or, or is very tricky, number one. A flat screen is easier than a curved screen. Uh, but if you're going to vibrate these screens and they get bigger, for example, um, Mercedes new EQS has a pillar to pillar screen with a slight curve into it. And they have haptics on mean? I'm sorry? What does pillar to pillar mean? Um, you know, the A pillars on, on, on the side where your door attaches. It goes across the entire front dash? Exactly, exactly. So the entire front dash is one uniform piece of glass that has three displays attached to it. And they provide haptics on those uh, two of those displays. Obviously, the, uh, the, the um, you know, um, instrument panel doesn't need haptics, but the center stack and the one for the passenger, they, they can provide haptic effects to it. To generate haptics on this big mass, right? Uh, engineers have to put a lot of these voice coils. In fact, I believe there's 10 or 12 that are put in and you need separate drivers and you need separate microcontrollers to drive those. Then it has to be very finely tuned to allow it to behave the way you intend when somebody taps it, okay? Uh, so there's mechanical tuning involved. Uh, with our solution, that, that's completely eliminated. We are 100% software programmable which means you can create any effect on any surface, on any curve and any size. And the effect is exactly the way you programmed it, regardless of those items. And we do it, um, <clears throat> like I said, without any of these motors. So our cost could be anywhere between 30, 40, 50% less than trying to do the same thing with these motors. This might be a subject for a separate podcast, but that doesn't sound so safe having a giant piece of glass right in front of you when you're driving. Well, of course, you know, the, the safety requirements in automotives are pretty strict. So these things uh, provide head impact, um, you know, resistance. Uh, they're, they're designed to flex and not break. Uh, but yeah, you know, the, the traditional center stack display is a, is a display with a cover lens on it. And, you know, take, take a look at like um, a, a Model 3 from Tesla, right? You have this 18 inch screen that's just floating there. Um, and of course, uh, this is a little bit different because it goes pillar to pillar, but these are the trends that they're doing. And in fact, they're putting displays now in the rear of the, the vehicle. I don't know if at CES there was the BMW where a display unravels out of the headliner 
and becomes like a you know movie theater. Um, so that's where our most recent announcement came up, where we're now working on flexible displays. These are and these are new trends that are coming up, as you know, with phones and there's even laptops now with folding and flexible displays. Uh, putting mechanical vibration haptics on these types of solutions it is very, very significant engineering effort. Okay, if it can be done well at all. There had been a push to do things on the windshield itself. Um, yes. Anything happening there? Well, yeah, there was a lot of uh, trends in that area. You know, heads-up displays have been around for a long time, right? Uh, we, we've seen them, you know, forever. Uh, those are now becoming more popular. There's more solutions for that. Uh, and I think what you'll see in cars is going to be a combination of display technologies that are in there. You'll have uh, very nice quality displays doing your instrument cluster. You'll have a heads-up that projects onto the onto the display onto the windshield and in fact some of these new solutions are actually the display is the glass so you know you're not even projecting onto it anymore and i think you'll see that but you'll also continue to see a center stack display that is your primary control center so buttons mechanical buttons are going to be minimized because of cost and reliability and you'll integrate these user interfaces that unfortunately if you don't use search haptics to find things like you used to. I, you know, when I had grew up in my car, you know, you're looking at the road and you stick your hand out and you find the rotary dial and you know that's the on off and whatever, because your, your tactile experience tells you that's where, where you are and what you're doing. When you, when you have this big display in front of you and all it does is feel like a smooth piece of glass, what do you need to do to find something? Well, you got to look at it just like you do with your iPhone or your or any of your iPad products. You have to stare at it and you tap and click and you navigate these menus. What what we do is we allow you to run your finger across the surface and we change the texture right underneath your fingertips. So you'll know if you're on an on off button or a volume button or a toggle or if you're in a different region altogether, like the map region where you might want to do like a, um, you know, a pinch and zoom. Okay, one more for you. I want to know the date for when the windshield is completely replaced by a display. Oh, I don't know that. <laughs> but I would, I would say uh, what I have a better feel on is I think you will see larger and larger displays uh, in 2025, 2026. And I believe those vehicles will have uh, Tandis haptics in them. Uh, and you might even see it sooner on other surfaces as well, because our technology goes on to opaque surfaces as well. You can put it on plastic or wood um, and have like a touchpad um, there. But I, I wouldn't be able to predict that. If I would, I would be working in a different uh, role right now. <laughs> very good. Thank you, Phil. That was very interesting. Thank you, Rich. I really appreciate you having us, uh, having me on the uh, podcast today and have a good afternoon. You too. That was Phil Lepresti. He is, he is the CEO of Tanvis, and I am Rich Nass with Open Systems Media.